Costa gives it off. Barrell across the box. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Orlando Soccer Show, where this week we're going to be talking about Orlando City and Pride. With me is Brad Newton. I am Austin David. And Brad, folks may be wondering, hey, what happened to a show from last week? Uh, Well, uh, that's on our OnlyFans. Uh, If you don't have your uh, Orlando Soccer Show premium account by now, um, well, that's kind of on you. Uh, We're we're going to actually... Uh, make this uh, into a money-making venture now. So um, it only took us, oh boy, uh, six years. Um, But yeah, uh, that's what we're going to do now. (laughs) Definitely didn't have any uh, whoopsie doodles. and uh, No no technical issues whatsoever. Everything was totally fine. And for those of you who have heard uh, what we're going to call the not lost episode, um... Yeah, you guys, you guys got to hear, hear all the A material that Austin and I put out, and it was uh, definitely because of the implication. Not, uh, not an oopsie. Not definitely not an audio glitch, and definitely not someone's microphone not being recorded. Oh, definitely wow, Mister Sarcasm! Yeah, I don't care. Sorry, Macho Man. Let's let's move on. Let's talk about Orlando City and Orlando Pride. A bit of mixed bag for both sides. Not so much the Pride. The Pride have been pretty good. Uh, Becky Burley, doing great. Uh, City, not not so much. Yeah, it's it's been a little bit of that. It's been a little bit of also not having players available. And it's been a lot of uh, Striker Nani. Uh, the last couple games, which has been an experience. The last game against Cincinnati, Tesho Akindeli was back, but I I mean, like for the last, I think it's been since the Philly game that Nani is basically lined up as the the out-and-out striker. Which is weird. Well, it's just a false nine, really. He didn't start in the New York City game, so that's, that's whatever. He was the striker in the Atlanta United game. He was the striker in the Miami game. So three of the last five games, we've had striker Nani. And I remember talking to Benji about this, and he was just like, yeah, you know, it's 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 playing as, with a false nine, and Nani likes to roam, Mauricio likes to roam, so it's it's just about kind of reading each other's movements and, and trying to make runs. But, like, when you have your striker pulling back into the midfield and you just have no one up top, it kind of – doesn't lead to good offense uh-huh. other than the Orlando Atlanta game because somehow Orlando scored three goals in that and scored two goals in the Philly game for some teams it works well uh for some reason against Philly who's one of the top five teams in the league currently in the Eastern Conference it worked and striker Nani uh was able to to play a ball to Benji Michel who was able to score, and then Andres Perea was able to uh, finish off a header. So that that you know that was great. Uh, the Atlanta game, 
Again, you had uh, three headed goals. Take for that what you will. But then... Nani did score one of them. He did. And it was a header. But uh-huh. the Miami and Cincinnati games Ooh, of boy. late... Hmm. That didn't work. The, the Miami game, Whoa. they created the more, more of the chances, but... Uh, well, uh, Kieran Gibbs scored. <laughs> and like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're you're laughing because kieran gibbs scoring score. he doesn't <laughs> score um i'm pretty of course, sure of course like that's the only like of course a dumb way a dumb thing has to happen in order for miami to get a result against orlando right like a thing that hey guess what kieran gibbs has already met half of the total goal, goals he scored at arsenal so there's that yeah, he in in his what 137 career games <laughs> yeah. over Jesus. 10 years for Arsenal, Got sent he scored off a total of he scored. two goals. He scored, and he's already scored one for Miami. Mm-hmm. And it's only what his like fourth or fifth game that he had played in for Miami. Yeah, which uh, again, like, what what does that say about MLS? Well, I mean, <laughs> there was another guy from Miami who did say that he thought he thought he could just walk around on the pitch smoking a cigarette and score goals. So he um, also has he's he's like one of the top goal scorers in MLS right now. Listen, don't don't let facts ruin a good joke. <laughs> all right. Listen, as of right now, Gonzalo Iguain, I believe, is currently like top 10 in goals in the league this season yeah he has eight goals sure yeah how many does nani have nine nine so yeah there you go one's um, a striker and one is not yeah that's fair point of the matter is let's go back to to talking about striker nani and orlando city's recent form which as you already mentioned bit of poop uh the game against inter miami was was not great but also inter miami played a super defensive shape and really didn't allow Orlando to do anything. And the comparable things between Inter-Miami game and the Cincinnati game was that right before halftime, player gets injured and they have to burn an early sub. Just something very, very comparable between the two. So uh, Antonio Carlos gets a concussion in the Inter-Miami game as he scores a goal. He knocks himself out, basically. That was that was less than I don't, than know if he, I don't really sh- know if he knocked himself out. There was definitely uh, some contact there from... As uh, he moved his head down, it collided with... Who was it from Miami? Macoon, I think? I'm not I'm not sure, but I... I no, I it, was, it was Leerdom. Leerdom. He, he collided with Leerdom. And uh, he was out for like a second. But uh, the way I remember it happening, though, the Miami player was kind of late to the ball getting there, and so I mean, it was more on yeah. the follow. It was more on the follow through of the header that he injured himself mm. on. I mean, obviously, if he made contact with the ball and scored on that play, but yeah, it, the Miami player was definitely late getting to it and kind of made a really well. I mean. I'm not going to say dumb challenge because that's absolutely a challenge you have to make. I'd say more uh, cynical. Yeah, cynical, sort of reckless on that challenge, yeah. especially when a player's head is involved. Like, Yes, and the, it. considering playing, that they but... they take a lot more serious, you know, they take head injuries a lot more seriously than they used to. Uh, just ask Taylor Twelman. 
because he is the biggest proponent of concussion protocol in any sport. Anytime there is a head injury, he will he will bring up his life story to talk about it, which again, Fair. when you have someone that's like it's it's not a bad thing, you know, when you have someone that has gone through what he went through and his career ended a, a bit abruptly considering all of the concussions that he had, it's nice that somebody is such a proponent of that that has a platform to utilize, but also it's just like yeah, there's a line in a well, I'm not going to spoil it. There's a line in this week's Ted Lasso that's kind of head injury related adjacent. Oh, so. I, I I have not seen it yet. So yeah, it's it. Thank it's you one, for not spoiling that. Yeah, no, I'm not. It's it's a it's a pretty good solid punchline. So I'm not going to spoil it for anyone. But for those of you who have heard it, yeah, I mean, it checks out. So uh, then the, the the Cincinnati game. Let's uh, let's yeah. let's talk about that. Gosh. So Orlando came out with a bit of a different lineup. Uh huh. Uri Rossell and Emmanuel Moss got the starts. Uh, Rodrigo Schlegel also starting in the place of Antonio Carlos, who was injured still with concussion protocol. Nani and Juan started on the bench. Jean Moutinho, who we hadn't seen the last couple games, was on the bench, ended up coming in in the second half. No backup center back for Orlando on the bench. Bit of an oversight, but I mean... Yeah, just, I mean, you know, listen, if something had happened, they would have probably done something at the time, but it didn't, so they, they got away with it. But point of the matter is, as we mentioned earlier, Uri Rosso gets injured in the 40th minute. It leads to Cincinnati's goal because he can't 100% track back and cover Brenner, who ended up getting a free shot on goal from the middle of the box. And you could see on the replay when uh, Bariel and Acosta combine, you can just see Uri struggling to get to his spot. And it just, it, it kind of left the defense at sixes and sevens and allowed Brenner to score a fairly easy shot. Nothing Mason Sadahar could have done about that. But... Yeah, the, I don't really know if a, I like the... I, don't, I mean, Uri, that's... Yeah, I get it. That's... But I don't really know if I like this this pairing of... Schlegel and Janssen. Like, I mean, it's obviously not. I mean, the there's first. nothing you can do about that. Yeah, like, those I mean, are your two healthy center backs. Yeah, that's. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's all. Man, that's all you can really do, though. That's it sucks, but it's like you said, there's nothing you really do about it. Well, the thing is, it's not even just Schlegel and Janssen. It's also Mason Stadahar in his third professional game. Like he's still uh-huh. trying to figure his way out. You know, it, it's good that Mason has players like Robin and Rodrigo in front of him. To be honest, like Mason hasn't had too much to do for most games. Like the goals that have been scored against him, the Atlanta game, you kind of yeah, throw those out yeah, because those, those were those were bangers. You can't do anything about that. Yeah, I'm not. Um, yeah, there's there's nothing there's nothing he could have yeah. done about either of those goals. No. And then the the one again the one in Miami I'm not even putting on him really either because that was some. Knock- there was just Kieran. There was Huan not marking Kieran Gibbs and yeah. Kieran Gibbs somehow scoring. And then this game, it, I mean, an injury basically led to that goal. So yeah, you kind of left really- Nason out to dry. So, but again, it's not even just the allowing goals aspect of goalkeeping it's also the communication with the back line when you have a a constantly changing personnel in front of you as a young goalkeeper that can be a bit harder uh you know pedro 
it's a bit different because when Pedro is in there with, say, Rodrigo and, and Antonio, they all speak Spanish and they're able to communicate with each other a lot better. Whereas, you know, Mason's first language is English and Rodrigo kind of barely speaks English and Janssen's second language is English. So it doesn't come as innate nature when they're communicating with each other. Sometimes sometimes with younger goalkeepers, it's just a little bit, you know, they're, they're a bit more tentative uh-huh. uh, to, to voice their mind. I'm not saying Mason is because he's absolutely not. But in certain moments, you know, sometimes you just kind of, you're not used to that that situation, and it takes time for you to to get into those kind of high pressure game saving situations. Which, it, to be fair to Mason, he came up with a huge save at the end of the game, and <laughs> I think the guy was offside. I don't know how he was onside. I've checked that replay like five or six times. I, like how how was he considered onside? I think it was uh, Isaac Atonga. He looked like he was just a mile off sides. And they gave a corner off of it, too. Which I don't think they even bothered, like, reviewing. No, they definitely did not. But he was well offside, And uh, Mason came up with a big save. Which, again, credit to Mason. He, the games that he's played, he's made the big saves that he's needed to make to get results. Right? Yes, they've dropped points. But outside of that NYCFC game, they haven't lost. Cup half full kind of mentality here the lions over their last five games have gotten points in four of them right yeah the last two games have kind of sucked but you're also missing a number of players you also had halftime injuries and tactics have had to change because of it you had to burn an early sub and burn a stage of substitution at least in this cincinnati game they didn't end up burning that stage in the Miami game because it was so close to halftime, they just waited it out and then subbed Rodrigo on at half. So they still had all three stages of substitutions. But I mean, if they, I, I get it that there's players missing and injuries, but man, if there are two games that you really need to be winning in August, it's against inner Miami and Cincinnati. Like those are, those are two games where man, even draws feel like a loss. And, and I don't know about you, but, Neither one of these games I felt especially good afterwards, wa- having watched. Like it's it. It's it's not even that. Like, oh boy. The, the, again, the thing with Orlando right now is they just have no like the depth was always going to be tested at this time of year because you had international call ups, you had injuries, etc. And but it's, guys, but thought, guys have just thought, not stepped up. But I thought with some of the the guys that they brought in. I mean, you can't. They've they've really had problems with injuries this year. Like they cannot stay healthy. Like that's that's, that's like every of, year though. But the, but again, I mean, man, you've really got to like, you got to wonder like what is what sort of measures you have to take to sort of prevent these injuries. I mean, man, I. And they've all they've all really happened during games too, so it's not like they're getting injured during training. No. So I mean, I I mean, Pato's a, uh, immediately comes to mind. Like he got hurt in the first game. Yeah. So, does he even play for Orlando anymore? Like at this point, he's, he's just I mean, kind of the mystery man. He's not. He's he gone been, the way of Martin Patterson. He hasn't been featured in the eighteen. Like, I I mean, 
it's one. It'd be one thing if like the club said something about like how his injury is and like what we we should have really been expecting from it. But he's just been gone. We haven't really heard anything. Nope. And then I mean, has the, the I don't think the club has really said anything about Glass's injury either. Like how long he's expected to be gone for. Nope. Um, he's questionable with a lower body injury, and that's all you're ever gonna get. Yeah. And I mean, but I mean, the list goes on. Like, there's a number of guys who just kind of vanished. Like, once they get to once they get to the trainers' room, like they've they've just been gone. It's and, like a black hole. They walk in there and they don't come back out. Yeah, and so you're just losing guys to attrition at this point. Like, it's it's kind of insane how uh, depleted they looked. Like, I mean, Kyle Smith was probably not intended to be like an everyday starter for this team and yet like he's been very solid having been an everyday starter for this team mm-hmm. I mean you look around and they're pretty thin at midfield well I mean now especially after yeah. after Uri's injury they have two healthy midfielders in Junior Urso and Andres Perea yeah I mean and, and I mean that in like defensive midfielders, not yeah, necessarily yeah, midfielders. Yeah. Not, not midfielders, period. Because I mean, yeah, you've, right. You've got a you, lot. Well, but yeah, I wouldn't say a lot. Well, I mean, you've not got, a lot, but there, are, there are, there are a number of guys. You got Joey Desart and Davi Loetta. Mm-hmm. That's that's about it. <laughs> outside of outside of the two that we already mentioned, and you know, David, uh, he's not the 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 breakup defensive midfielder kind of guy just a casual reminder to the wolves um you do have the option of getting a third dp if you guys um want to do that i know there's been some well, that float around well the mls transfer window yeah i'm pretty sure that secondary transfer window closed on the fifth which yeah. is why you had all those transfers yeah. going on last week so yep. that did happen on thursday n- Yep, not not really uh, going to be much going on the rest of the season. Players without a contract. True. Potential. Free agents. I don't know who's available right now, but... And I also don't think that anyone's going to be just... Well, I mean, there is, there is Lionel Messi, but I'm pretty sure he's already signed for PSG. It's the big joke. As soon as the, the team comes into money with a new ownership, it's like, ah, buy Messi. But then it was actually like a feasible thing, because they, he was available. Yeah, I mean, sure, sure, he was available. <laughs> Listen, a, a free agent is a free agent. You never know. You throw enough money at somebody. Oh, there is, um, twenty-two-year-old, hmm. Oriole, Busquets. Not that Busquets, but Oriole Busquets. Who is he? Um, currently without club, last was with uh, Barcelona B in uh, July first of twenty twenty one. He's the defensive mid. Not sure. The the I mean the list. Listen, the last time that Orlando City signed a player that was, well, I shouldn't say the last time because technically that was Uri. Uh, he was a Barcelona cast off. But the last time, but just but just imagine being able to buy an Orlando City shirt with the name Busquets on it. <laughs> Not that Busquets, but the other one. They could just sign Florentine Pogba, so you can do that, but with Pogba. Oh. 
Well, see, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> Listen, this guys is what happened. Just, guys no, who just have no, the same Brad, name. Brad, this is what happened with John Rooney, and that that yeah. ended up horribly. Uh, you know who is available? Jerome Boateng. No, he did he not sign somewhere? Well, as far as I know, he's still without club. As I swear, on, I swear as listed he on, went as to, listed on transfer market. I swear he was going somewhere. We do need more center backs. Yeah, I don't think Jerome Boateng was would be the guy though. No, nah, we'd be looking more at a David Luiz. I. Do you want a David <laughs> Luiz on Orlando City? <laughs> Hey, what 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 could go wrong with a thirty four year old David Luiz on Orlando City that didn't go wrong with Arsenal? I mean, you could you could ask into Miami and Ryan Shawcross. What's it like signing an aged center back that didn't really do well with his previous team? Yeah, <laughs> Mustafi Mustafi's available. Mustafi's available. God, a flyer. Why? Oh. Why do? Why are you? Do you want this? Do you want pain and suffering? Jack Wilshire. Get the band, get the band back together. <laughs> Are we doing this? Are we doing no. this right now? You're doing this. Nobody else is. Uh, Juan <laughs> Jesus. I'm just trying to talk about Alexander Pato and some of the other injuries that Orlando City is currently dealing with. As of yeah. right now, Juan Sebas Jesus Mendez is thirty is years out. old. Sebas Mendez is out with a lower body injury, and then questionable are Pedro Galese, Alexander Pato, and Antonio Carlos. Uh, Antonio Carlos is actually listed as concussion protocol compared to everybody else with lower body injuries. Daniel Sturridge. Also interesting to note that last couple times I've been out at training, I haven't seen Pato out there. I don't know if that's because he's inside or if he's just not there when i'm there but just something to note giovanni dos santos don't mm, you know Uh oh Uh oh (laughs) listen he he knows mls orlando need a striker right now huh i don't think they do it but makes you think god giovanni dos santos kind of fell off the map didn't he yeah, he did. He he did not stay very long at Club America. So no, and he didn't do anything there either. He didn't do anything? Yeah. What a world. Remember when he was on Tottenham? <laughs> yeah. Remember how that well that that worked out? You mean how he would get loaned out everywhere when he was at Tottenham? Yeah, he kind of made the rounds, didn't he? Again, another Barcelona castoff. But that's beside the point. What we're going to talk about for Orlando City, because we could spend forever talking about potential free agents, because we've done that in the show in the past. Uh, (laughs) I want to talk about the next couple games for Orlando City. No. Are we doing this? Are we getting the band back together? (laughs) (laughs) Santos Laguna, Thursday, League's Cup. First international tournament for Orlando City in the MLS era. Do I make you horny? It's going to be at Exploria Stadium. Yeah. As of right now, uh, everybody that you would expect to be on the roster is on the roster for the League's Cup. So there's that. It's pretty much it right now. Like, all things considered, uh, not much else to talk about. 
if Orlando win, they get a chance to play either, I think it's like Seattle or Leon. I mean, so there's yeah. that. Yeah, that's so much fun. Hey, uh, are they going to get good? I, I hope so. I, ho- I think Daryl DK, if he doesn't play against Santos, plays against Nashville. I think they've just needed to give him some time to recover. Um, mm-hmm. I think having him back will make a big difference offensively and potentially getting a player like Sebas Mendez and Pedro Galese and Antonio Carlos back. Matthew DeBoucher. No, what? Are no. we doing this? <sighs> First off, Matt, Matthew DeBoucher is a right back and Orlando doesn't need any more right backs. He's available. He's without contract. You know who else is probably available? And I'm not even going to look him up because I'm just assuming his most recent club just got rid of him. Matthew Flamini. Uh, I think he's actually retired at this point, but I could be wrong. So, yeah, he's available. <laughs> he's he's only 37. Debuchet is what? 36? Is Debuchet already 36? Flamini hasn't played a, at a club since 2019 with Getafe. Well, better time to bring him back in. No, I don't know if we... We've made this joke for years. I don't think anyone wants that. Future Orlando City super sub, Matthew Flamini. Uh, all right. The guy could. The, the guy the, will never pick up a red card in MLS. You don't think so? No. I mean, he wouldn't do it in NWSL, that's for sure. Oh, boy, no, would he not. That's a, that's a discussion for uh, later in the episode. Another, well, not even another episode. It's a, it's for a discussion when we start talking about the pride. But yeah, the biggest thing for for Orlando, the League's Cup, and uh, their opportunity to play themselves into meaningful international tournament. Uh-huh. Uh, meaningful is a, a bit of a. I would like to note that Alexandra Pato is on the roster for the League's Cup. Just putting uh-huh. that out there. That is all. Uh, before the Orlando City game, however, which uh, tomorrow night, I believe, or tonight, is when the games are happening. Uh, Sporting Kansas City plays Leon, and Seattle plays Tigres. And the winner of the Seattle Tigres game would play the winner of Orlando and Santos. So Orlando City is going to play Tigres is what you're saying? Let's hope so. Depends on the so roster we'll see, they put out so there. We'll, we'll see a lion versus a tiger. Yes. Oh my. Now, I would also like to mention Tigres, they won the CONCACAF Champions League. And uh, do, you, do you remember where they won it? Not ringing any bells. Yeah, it was in Orlando. Oh, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Exploria Stadium is where they won the 2020 CONCACAF Champions League in front of absolutely no one because it was closed to the public. Closed door, yep. Yep. Um, you know what Tigres didn't win, though? The uh, uh, CONCACAF Nations League. You know who right. did? Daryl DK. Well, also Tigres is a club. Well, it sounds like they didn't win it, is what you're saying. It's like saying... Arsenal didn't win the World Cup. Oh, didn't they, though? No. <laughs> didn't they, though? Biggest club in the world. 
you don't count like fifteen other clips. Oh, wow, Mr. Sarcasm, yeah. I don't care. If you don't count like you, 15, 15, 16 other clubs. Well, I mean, if you just look at the, what is it, Super League that was to be? Oh, uh, yeah. By they that definition, they well, they would have been in the world. Well, yeah, because they, they would have been at the top of it because um, alphabetically they would have been listed first. Technically, for as long as the European Super League existed, Arsenal were the top. Top of the Because table. alphabetical order. Hey. Um, we're just just getting Arson to lift that silverware up right now. Just remember, you can't spell Arsenal without a big arse in front of it. Because of the implication. <laughs> so Orlando City plays in the quarterfinals. If they win, they go to the semifinals. And then if they win that, which is, again, Seattle and Tigres, then they play in the final. In Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium on September 22nd. Of course, that is all dependent on if they win their quarterfinal game against Santos Laguna. So that remains to be seen if they will. But Thursday, 7 o'clock at Exploria Stadium. Tickets available, readily available. And I say this because they have really been pushing this this game to try and get fans to show up. A, international tournament. B, it's against a Mexican side. And C, it's good for Orlando to show that they can have people show up to an international game. Because, you know, 2026 World Cup and all that nonsense. The fact that Orlando City is hosting this and the fact that they, they haven't sold as much tickets as they want to, it's making them a bit nervous. Put it that way. From what I understand, they have sold... A couple of sections. There's still like three quarters of the stadium open. There's also the fact that COVID is kind of really bad here in Florida, and a lot of people aren't necessarily wanting to go out and do things. Hey, it only uh, got as bad as it's ever been at the peak of the pandemic uh, just the other week, so that's understandable. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's definitely understandable. But at the same time, Orlando City is trying to get people to show up to games. Oh, boy. And, um... They've really been pushing it hard. Oscar Pereja in his post-game press conference the other night like, stopped answering a question so that he could mention how big of a game this is coming up and that we want to see everyone there. Like, I get it's it. Just... I get the whole team is vaccinated, but you know who isn't? Uh, a good number of the fans. And that's not great. No. Definitely not great. So, yeah, get that good juice in your arm and go out to a, a soccer game, please. But also get both shots of the good juice, not just the one. Yeah, because the Johnson & Johnson one doesn't really work as well, uh, statistically speaking. Uh, so, yeah, if you can, uh, get get either that get Moderna game like what, what I'm in or Pfizer. Either one. I'm not, I'm not really uh, going to be mad at you if you get Pfizer. But at this point, just get vaccinated, please. Yep. Pretty much. That's all we're asking you can, here. You can walk into any Target, CVS, or Publix and get and get a shot at this point. Yeah. Like it's really not hard. It's really not hard. So anyways, uh, we talked about the, the Santos game. Let's just very quickly tell you that Nashville is next Wednesday. And they're, uh, they're, they've been 
pretty not bad. Well, they also just lost to Miami. Okay, so they've been uh, sort of bad. <laughs> I, listen, Nashville we didn't, over the we last... We didn't beat Miami, so... No. Uh, Nashville is very famous for, at least this season... Hot chicken. Uh, oh. Yes, but also draws. Uh, they've yeah. drawn... They've, they've drawn... Not drawn. They've drawn... They've <laughs> drawn... They have drawn... 10 games this season, which is more than any other team in, in the entire league. They drew New England. They drew Toronto. They drew Columbus, who's been really bad. They drew Atlanta. They drew Montreal. They drew, they drew Atlanta again. Atlanta. They've drawn Atlanta twice this season. They've drawn Salt Lake. They've drawn Miami. They drew Cincinnati. Hey, that, that sounds familiar. And that was like early in the season when Orlando City was playing good and Nashville has just kind of been consistently average and yet they're fifth in the league yep sounds about right two points behind Orlando City right now oh boy they've only scored one fewer goal than Orlando City so yeah, that goal that goal differential that Orlando City had has been like completely wiped out yeah, over, because of that yep. that that New York City drubbing that they got Ooh, handed boy. was not great. Also, New York City has been on an absolute tear. And now Since it's that gone, Orlando and City I hate game, everything. Yeah. Since that Orlando City game, they have beaten teams 4-1. Well, actually that's really it because the last two games they've played actually have been kind of bad. They drew to Chicago nil nil and drew to toronto 2-2 yeah so what do you know no. I, I mean i just i just remember them beating up on columbus and columbus is like you know the defending mls Ch- cup champions so yeah but they're also barely a playoff team yeah well they've had a lot a lot of injuries sounds familiar yeah again the more we talk about different teams the more things sound eerily familiar almost like there's a lot of parody in this league yeah, parody. That's what we love about MLS. All right. Point of the matter is Orlando City plays on Thursday and next Wednesday. Oh, brother. This guy stinks. And unless there's anything else you want to talk about, let's move on to the Orlando Pride. Yeah, I'd prefer that. Because the Pride are undefeated under Becky Burley. Oh, my God. Wow. I don't think we could ever say that under the old guy. You know, I don't remember. Did he lose his first game? Let's let's give I this. Kinda, a, a I kind of just said that here. without really thinking much behind it, but I don't. I don't really know. Yeah, no. Uh, they they um the, in in Mark Skinner's first eight games, they lost seven yeah. of them. I just felt real confident saying that, so I <laughs> I was like, you yeah, know no, what? you were you you were in the it's right. Probably true. And then I was very right. Yep. So uh, in fact, they. They didn't yeah, win their ten, first yeah. ten, 10 games. Yeah. Well, nine games because they did win their 10th. But yeah. Um, you, boy. Yeah. They, they won four games and drew four games and lost 16 in Mark Skinner's first season. And now Becky Burley has come in and she's 2 0 oh, 0. Oh. Yeah. So I think I it'll last. I don't know. But it's nice and refreshing to see because that's all. That's the. The team mentality right now, it's a refresh. Talked about it uh, last week. Sydney LaRue talked about it. Allie Krieger talked about it. It's nice and refreshing to have somebody that actually cares about them. That's one of the statements that they made. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. I remember at the beginning of the season when the Pride lost to uh, Florida State, everyone was like, oh, it's just a preseason game. And I was like, well, uh, preseason game or not, you probably still shouldn't lose to a university team. And, um, yeah, we're, that was in April. It's now August, and uh, we find ourselves with a new coach. Well, as of right now, the new coach, Becky Burley, is very well-liked around the player circles. Right, Rightfully so. Uh, she's well-liked within the soccer community and pretty much just... Um, if there, there could not have been a better hire, I don't think, for them immediately after uh, uh, just getting rid of Mark Skinner. Yeah. And, and again, the interim tag is pretty much there only as a formality. I feel like this is her job if she wants it. Uh-huh. After the season is over, they're going to keep that interim tag on her, but see how the rest of the season plays out. And I think, you know, if she wants it, give her a fair shake at it. I think she'd be fantastic in NWSL. I think she is a, a very good shaper of young players and can do a lot with this team because they have a lot of young players that are ready and talented and, and just very, very raw in certain instances, but we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. But I want to talk about the game that they won 2 nothing against Chicago for Becky Burley's first win and a shutout for the first time in a while. The game also broke a six-game winless streak for the Pride. They've gotten points in different games, but it's been a bit of a struggle down the stretch. So seeing a shutout win... It could be very good for the confidence. It also marked the first game back for Marta and Ali Riley, who came back from the Olympics. Uh, unfortunately, did not place in the medal games, especially for Marta, because that was her last Olympics. But basically, if you, if you look at the team and the way everything is, is kind of played out, Marta and Ali Riley, they basically left after the... July 9th game against Racing Louisville was Allie Riley's last game, and she only missed two games, roughly. Yeah. Which isn't bad. Um, and again, they, they lost those two games. And then as soon as Allie Riley comes back, they win. As soon as Marta comes back, they win, actually, because they, they drew against Racing Louisville without Marta, and then they played those two games against Portland and O.L. Reign. Go figure. Having Marta around helps your team. Who'd have thought? What, what, a, what a concept. What a novel concept. And now hopefully you get Alex Morgan back. Well. I said hopefully. We don't well, know the extent of her injury. Well. Maybe. Care to elaborate on that? Uh. Well, Uh. she... Got subbed off in the bronze medal game after, I think, like 10 minutes of after subbing, being subbed in for Carly Lloyd, picked up an injury, and uh, was then seen on the Today Show wearing a boot. So, that's What fun. a boot it. Uh, yeah, you say that because Canada won the gold medal? Yeah, I was actually going to make that uh, a transition. Oh, yeah. Um, Canada won. Uh, it's the best country on earth. And um, the, they've uh, 
uh, in spirit, they've always been the gold medal team um, in the Olympics. Um, Christine Sinclair uh, is probably the greatest Olympian of all time um, in any sport. And yeah, we'll, we'll end it on that. Okay. We'll end it on that. So anyways, the Orlando Pride. This has been the Orlando Soccer Show. Thank you. <laughs> we still got more to talk about. Oh, no, we didn't. We, we talked about the most important thing in the sport. No, I, I, I realize that, but there's still other things we got to talk about. Nope, the Orlando that's how Pride it works. Played... You get to the important thing, and then you end it right there. <laughs> Orlando Pride played the Portland Thorns this coming weekend, and this one's actually going to be in Orlando. Portland currently the top team in the NWSL, just as you would figure it to be, because Portland is always good. They've won four of their last five, and at least Orlando doesn't have to fly across the country to go play Portland. Portland gets to fly across country to play Orlando. Remind me again, they've won all of... They've only won one game in Portland. Who, Orlando? The Pride, yes. Ever. They, I think they've won one game in, in Portland. Yeah, it's 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 distinctly possible that that is in fact the case. This was twenty eighteen. That sounds about right. Nope, was not. Oh uh, yeah, it was twenty eighteen. Yep, it was uh, thanks to a Christine Aaron uh, Worldie. Oh yeah, the one that made it onto Sports Center. I remember mm-hmm. that one. God, yeah, that was the only time they've ever beaten Portland. In Portland, yes. Yeah. What a time. Yep. What a time. Alex Morgan and Christine Naren. Right. So the Orlando Pride play the Portland Thorns, as I mentioned. Then they get to play the Washington Spirit at Audi Field the next weekend after. So It's pretty cool that the, the Spirit are getting like a full-time thing in Audi Field. Yeah. Uh, also, this Portland game will be the first game that Becky Burley will be coaching at home because her first two have been on the road in North Carolina and Chicago. Uh-huh. Oh, Bridgeview, but yeah. Yeah, well, Chicago proper or extended area Chicago. But yes, Bridgeview, not technically in the city. Yeah, both. Uh, I don't think both Chicago teams tried that, but. I know at least the fire tried playing in Chicago, Chicago, and that didn't really work too well. Well, they're doing that now. It's not working too well. It's not 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 doing all that great, no. Unfortunately. It also doesn't help that they're not like good right now. Yeah. But it's aside the point. Yeah, um you want to take a guess at how many people they had at their last game against the Red Bulls? Mm, 12. Uh, 11,000. That was close. Yeah. I could, I, I mean, you did you mean 12,000 or did you mean yeah, just Well, 12 yeah, total? I mean 12,000. I mean, I didn't literally mean 12 <laughs> people in the stands. I mean, I thought you were just, you were just going to go completely... Oh, you thought I was going to do the, you thought I was going to like, uh, prices, write it and just say one person. (laughs) Yes. 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 Austin. One person was at the Chicago fire game at the very least. One person was at the game. 
Yeah, and at the very least, there's going to be 12 because the Chicago Fire can show up. <laughs> you know, I don't think... I mean, teams definitely aren't included in attendance figures, but yeah. No, I mean, no, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> All right. Um, where were we again? <laughs> the Orlando Pride. I do want to talk very quickly about some of the injuries that they've had over the last uh, couple weeks because we, we haven't really like talked about any injury reports um because they're really like do, do they release those yeah no they do um it just it hasn't been like very notable i guess um for the pride it's basically just jade Moore. like it's 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 just been her like the entire season um now you can add viviana via corta to that injury report because she signed officially with the pride the first round draft pick from the 2021 nwsl draft via corta tore her acl while she was in college at ucla she has since left college and is doing rehab with the pride saw her at practice the other day she's just kind of chilling and doing rehab while also being around the team so she is on the injury report uh, Jade Moore still on the injury report, and then Carrie Lawrence, who we haven't really seen too much of this season, um, she is on the injury report. She's out with a right ankle injury. Interesting note: when I was talking to Becky Burley about players on the team, uh, Carrie Lawrence was actually being recruited to UF, so Becky remembers her and and thinks of her fondly. Um, just interesting to note because she ended up going to UCF. And again, uh, outside of those two or three, technically, players that would be available, uh, Ali Riley and Marta were technically on the injury report as questionable, but ended up playing last game anyways. And then outside of that, Alex Morgan and Aaron McLeod are the only two other people that are out because of international duty. Uh, but both of them will be rejoining the team by this week. And... Yeah. I don't think they'll be featuring, but... I definitely don't think Alex Morgan will be, no. Hey, you never know. Maybe it was just precautionary boot. Uh-huh. Okay. Again, you, you never know. You never know. Anyway, point of the matter is, the Orlando Pride are playing well. Uh, the game this past week was a bit physical, and um, people were complaining online about it quite a bit. Uh, someone actually said that the pride were doing it on purpose and they were told by their coaching staff to basically like hurt the other team, which that's a very, um, bold statement to make if you're somebody, but I did see that from a journalist and I was like, what are you talking about? Like, why, why, why would you like, what kind of evidence do you have? Yeah, that's. Um, like there, there is no journalistic integrity in making that statement. Where it's no, just like, it looks like pretty, you. It's just no. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Well, so, wild, wild west. Point of the matter is, Pride are doing good, and that's that's all that matters right now. It's the Pride are doing good, and so we move on. Last couple things of the show is the the usual last couple things of the show. Weird news and red cards. 
slash playing advantage because I know Brad, you wanted to not necessarily focus on the negatives. So instead of giving a card, we're gonna play advantage slash. Oh no, I'm playing. Red. I'm giving a red card this week. It's a straight oh. red too. It's oh, a pretty. Fantastic. It's a pretty hard straight red to uh, Juventus. We'll we'll get to we'll, we'll hold on we'll we'll get to Juventus. Let's do let's do the weird news. We'll keep the order. Not not to rain on your parade or anything, but you oh, know, we always we, we do the weird we, we always end the show with the red card so we can get our negative talk out and then just end it. Oh. But yes, I I do agree that your red card is justified, and that's actually what I was going to go with as well. So oh, that's well. that is fair. Yeah, no, no two, no two fair. yellows getting a red there. That's just a straight up red. Um, That's a straight red and a like four game suspension. Yeah. So uh, here's one: uh, anti-vaccine protesters storm BBC headquarters years after it moved out. Um, group gain access to old television center in West London, which is now mostly rented by TV daytime shows. Uh, confused anti-vaccine protester storm what they thought was a major BBC building on Monday, apparently unaware the corporation largely moved out almost a decade ago. Rather than target the BBC's news operation, which they hold responsible for promoting COVID vaccine, COVID-19 vaccines, which, again, we're promoting them here. You should definitely get one. Uh, a handful of protesters gained access to the television center in West London, which is now predominantly rented by ITV to film its daytime shows, such as Good Morning Britain and This Morning. Uh, circular building was vacated by the BBC in 2013 and has since been converted into flats in a private members club. Um, so going off of patently false information to try to make a big show of things. Yep. That seems to be right in line with anti-vaccine branding. Yeah. Get that good juice in your arm. I don't know if this is really weird news. I just found found it funny that IKEA is currently raffling off meatball scented candles to celebrate their family's ten uh, year anniversary. Mm. I, I just I, I just question who wants meatball scented candles in their home. Actually, no, I don't. I could I could totally see that. I'm actually hungry thinking of that now. Huh. All right, here's another one that's actually kind of a weird news. Uh, a Wyoming man has called to ask why he wasn't arrested and is promptly arrested. Well, a Wyoming man who asked a sheriff dispatcher why he hasn't been arrested was subsequently arrested. The 62-year-old man uh, called the sheriff's office on Thursday to ask why he hadn't been arrested after WAs raided his house the previous day. Asked why he should be arrested, the man said, meth use. And he told a dispatcher 10 young men were following him. Uh, nobody had raided the man's house or was planning to arrest him. Uh, but then they ended up going there and spotted the man driving and followed him where he was pulled over and then subsequently arrested. And guess what? They found that he had used methamphetamine a day earlier and was still high. He did very poorly on his sobriety test and was arrested for driving under the influence of a controlled substance. Oh. So there you go. Well, if there's one thing you should get arrested for, it's all of that. All right. Now you can do your red card. Oh, my red card. Uh, Juventus, thought we forgot about you, huh? It's been it's been uh, a few days since uh, you, you tweeted a really bad thing. And then just kind of gave like a really boilerplate, oh, we're sorry, we didn't mean to do anything about that. Well, what did you mean to do 
by tweeting out a really dumb thing featuring a gross stereotype. Because, uh, yikes, my guys, that was not um, good by any means. You really, you really went and had a player pull their eyelids back. And then you tweeted some emojis that sort of went to the same effect. Oh, man, that's bad. You that's... know, I didn't even get a piece of you. I didn't even get a piece of them. <sighs> yeah, that was, that was real big bad. That was big dumb that you guys did there. You pulled a big dumb. Your mustache is crooked. Yeah, that was not that was not a good thing you guys did there. The best time, and it took you, you guys had that up for like a full, like 22 minutes or so. It's bad. It's it bad. bad. It was real bad. bad. It was big bad. time bad. And, oh, man, just what a, why, why, way to, like, hmm, sort of, that's just an unforced error that you guys did there. Like, oh, boy. Uh, we sincerely apologize for that our tweet, which was not meant to cause controversy or have any racial undertones, may have offended anyone. Juventus has always been against racism and discrimination. Hashtag differences make the difference. Again, what was that tweet? I got. I guess there weren't undertones to it. It's so much as there were just tones. <laughs> it's just. It's. It's like. Like I'm looking at it right like now. That one tone internet... that you just like play. Like imagine just someone holding down a note on a piano. The, it's just that tone. Because she has a cone on her head like it's a rice paddy hat. And then doing the thing with the eyes. Yeah. Like, And then the and emojis then, were tweeted he, of the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's more just like... It's, it's not necessarily like saying, hey, we're sorry that we tweeted this. It's more just saying... Sorry you found this offensive and that we got caught in doing something offensive. That's really kind of how I read it. Like, it wasn't really sincere. It was just kind of like, we have to apologize so we don't get fined. And I don't even, like, I just said rice paddy hat. I don't know if it's actually called that or not. It's just kind of what I just associated it with. So, I guess non-law would probably be the, the closest, uh word for it let's uh let's hope that they learn their lesson and that the person who runs their social realizes that they did a bad and um i don't know i don't i don't ever want to see people lose their jobs but that that's kind of well that seems like that seems like a thing if one person were to be uh unemployed for yeah i get it yeah. Again, so, I don't I don't like people losing their jobs, but no. at the same time that that kind of warrants it a little bit. Yeah, I'm not yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't want whatever uh social media coordinator who posted that to get fired, but if they did, I understand. Mhm. That's one of those where it's like, yeah, no, I get it. You you kind of earned that one. I've been fired for way less, way dumber things than that. 
way less i mean way more benign things if we're if we're really thinking about it i've been fired for way more benign things than that <laughs> yeah doing a racism w- is is definitely a way to lose your job yeah i, I once got fired from a job for tying my shoe hmm. okay yeah the um not to go into too much detail but the guy who, who ran the store that i was working at was kind of crazy and is i think in a mental institution now anyway that's neither here nor there uh what is here is us and what's there is this show going up on the internet in a couple hours so that's it that's the show and that's how we're gonna end it on that note <laughs> oh I, I thought we ended it after we talked about uh the Canada women, the the gold. And no, we've ju- we've just been talking for the last like twenty minutes about nonsensical Whoa. stuff that hasn't been recorded. So this is this has <laughs> been this has still been happening, huh? All right. Yep. Yep. Well, now it's over. Now we're ending it. Yeah, on the note that I originally intended to end on, and that's your latest soccer show, folks. For Brad Newton, I'm Austin David. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. You're dirty brown water trash, and you're always going to be dirty brown. Water trash!